Welcome to After the JAG Corps, Navigating Your Career Progression, a podcast for judge advocates leaving military service. After the JAG Corps assists officers transitioning from the military law practice by learning from individuals who have successfully embarked on new careers, providing insight on rewarding professional opportunities, job search strategies, resumes, the value of your military experience, and more. Now, here is your host, Tom Welsh. In today's podcast, I talked to Mike Wallace of Blue Water Advisors, which provides professional business coaching and mentoring services to military personnel who are leaving the service. Mike served as a naval aviator for 28 years before retiring in 2014. He then worked at Amazon for almost five years before starting his own consulting company. In this podcast, which was recorded last October, Mike explains why they launched Blue Water Advisors and what they offer separating and retiring military personnel. As I mentioned in the trailer, I attended a BWA cohort myself and believe that retiring and separating judge advocates can benefit from attending one of these cohorts, regardless of what they plan to do. Here is my conversation with Mike. Mike, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, Tom. Thanks for having me in for the chat this morning. Uh, really excited. Tell me the history. Tell me the story about Blue Water Advisors. Thanks for asking. And, and again, happy to kind of share on how we arrived at where we're at today. It's not overly complicated, much like most individuals. When the time is right, they step into their transition. I look at transition as a legacy term. We prefer to refer to it as career progression. My own career progression as an example, back the end of 2014, 2015, I took full advantage of all of the legacy institutionalized programs that were available. And those included TAP, ETAP. There were some third-party supporting organizations out there. Rulin comes to mind and a number of other ones. There were always programs at your fleet and family service center, et cetera, that you could take advantage of and everything. So, you know, I took full advantage of all those. And I'll be honest with you, Tom, when I did that, I I was incredibly appreciative. In my case, in a number of months, when I landed at the executive headquarters of Amazon and South Lake Union in Seattle there, it wasn't until I had been in that role for about six months. And I kind of reviewed, I reflected back on that insight that I was provided and I was given. And it was at that time that I kind of had a yardstick. I could make an assessment of what good was. And what I started to realize was as a lot of the information from those legacy institutionalized programs. In many cases, it was flat. It was stale. And in, even in some instances, I will just go out and say, you know, my estimation, it was just flat wrong. It was just bad information. Is I'd rather have no information than bad information, right? I mean, if you start going down a rabbit hole, you know, with a set of expectations, it's hard sometimes to kind of let that go. So I did what any of us would do at the time. I go, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to put together a pass down and I'm going to inject it back into the system. And I'm going to say, look, don't say this, say this, don't do these things, do this, more of this, less of this, et cetera, et cetera. I did. I worked for a long time, but I quickly realized that the only thing more challenging than changing a DOD sponsored program while you're in uniform is is try doing it as a retiree. There was no door to knock on. There was no uh, feedback loop. Nobody was interested. There wasn't anybody to reach out and contact to give them this insight. And so it quickly became an opportunity that was past an opening. I mean, it just wasn't going to happen. 
I pressed on. But what I also realized over the next three, four, five years is that there was no shortage of individuals that continued to seek me out and other individuals, not just me, but people that had legacy term transitioned and were out there and had landed successfully you are sought out and for advice on everything under the sun. Hey, I need help with my resume. Or how did you network? Or, or how did you decide you wanted to work there? Or what's it like working in this company? How do you do that? What's the mindset, right? How long did it take you? That's what everybody is hungry for. I quickly realized that this is a leading indicator and something was missing. A little over a year ago, I was doing some consulting work for a government contracting firm here, ODL Services, and I ended up, you've met Scott and Joe, our partners in Blue Water Advisors, as we press forward, and we all agreed that there was a need for a message. Something was missing. And so we sat down really in short order, and it came together pretty quickly. Joe, he's a very strategic-minded individual, and he said, hey, before we just start moving out on this thing, let's just sit down and, like, what do we really want to get out? And so we put together a strategy, Tom, and we put together a message, and we didn't want to overthink it, right? We just said we wanted to work a big to small message. You've been through it, right? It's mm -hmm. strategy, market analysis, setting the right mindset, taking a look at resume, the specifics of it, which is largely a misunderstood document by military and transition. They don't really understand what it is and the purpose of it or the lifespan of it. Social media, LinkedIn, how to weaponize that, and then how to prep for an interview, right? Get into that, navigate those conversations within the interview that culminate in how to talk about compensation. We just wanted to deliver that message in a current, relevant, and credible format. The standout of that statement is credibility. I can't tell you the number of times that I was in my original 2014, 2015 transition back then receiving a message. Somebody's telling me how to do a resume or how to prep for an interview, and they've never done it themselves. But yet they're reading some manual or some slide deck, and they're going to tell me how to do that. It just was flat. There's no credibility in that. You know, our message, and you've heard it, you've set through it, you don't have to take the advice, but I promise you, the one thing that you can't debate is the credibility of it. We've been there, we've done that, and we bring that expertise to the table. That may not be a strategy that you're inclined to pursue, and that's fine, but you can't debate the credibility of it because it's been successful. Individuals just like you and me using these things, and they're coming back to share their story on not just what it is they did, but we focus on the this is how you do it and the why behind it. Mike, tell us about how often you do these, how large are the groups, and most importantly, where can they find information about these? We do monthly cohorts, and that was part and parcel to our strategic rollout for the first year. We wanted just to see what kind of a take rate there was for our message. And what we found is we don't have any problem filling up our cohorts month over month. Now we do keep the group small. They're usually 10, maybe slightly less, eight to 10 people. We like small groups. It's a high touch environment, meaning I get to build an enduring relationship with you. I get to learn what is important to you. I get to learn what is your vision of success, and then we get a chance to interface when you're ready that we can now plug you into our wide and deep network and get you headed in a direction that we think is best for you meeting your vision of success. Meaning if you walk through the door 
And it's been your heart's desire to have a Subway franchise and you want to make sandwiches for a living. Well, guess what? We know people in that business. I know individuals that have had a number of franchises, not only there, but other small companies. And we're going to plug you in with that network. Or if you want to go to Lockheed Martin or Boeing, we know individuals there. Or if you want to go out into corporate America, you want to go to Chewy.com, Microsoft, wherever it is you want to go. We know people in those companies and we will connect you accordingly so that you can get your networking started. So for the audience out there and the listeners, if you're interested in hearing the message and tapping into this, please don't wait. And true story, right? I just shared with Tom, I just received an email from an individual who's been trying to get into the cohort says, Hey, Mike, what's wrong? Something's wrong with your website. I can't, I can't register for the December cohort. And I go, well, yeah, it's closed. I, you know, I've been telling you, don't wait to sign up, right? They fill up. To your second point, you know, how can you find out additional information? We are pretty active on social media. We have a Blue Water Advisors LinkedIn page. And then you can also go to our website, which is backlinked to our partners and side link back to our own social media, Instagram site and uh, Facebook page, as well as LinkedIn. And that's bluewater-advisors.com, right? And these are in Norfolk, Virginia. That is right. We're headquartered right now here locally in the Hampton Roads area, Virginia Beach. Uh, we do the cohorts downtown Norfolk it's at the conference room in the BB&T building on the 16th floor. We cater lunch. We uh, bring in partnering professionals that have a great message that they bring in for a 90-minute lunch roundtable. And these are individuals that look just like you and me that have made their own career progression and are now working in various different companies, Booz Allen Hamilton, SAIC, Tegra Global. These are individuals that are making contributions and that are now coming back and they're reinforcing the message. It's a non-attribution environment which means you can ask them whatever you want. How did you navigate your compensation discussion? What was the interview like at the company that you're with? How did you decide that you wanted to go there? And we find that our audience, right? Our members that are coming through, Tom, that's so important with them. I mean, we can deliver a message, but now we keep the currency and the relevancy by partnering with these professionals that come in, right? Their insight. And everybody enjoys that part of the cohort and it really is invaluable. Mike, just to give the audience a kind of an idea. Yes, it's in Norfolk. I drove down from Washington, D.C. Somebody drove in from Richmond that day. You actually had someone from Fallon, Nevada. Talk about the audience that you're drawing to these. It's exactly right. And it's a, it's a great call out. Our registration that you can see off the webpage, it's open registration. It's absolutely applicable to junior leadership, senior leadership, everybody who's been in uniform, whether you're Army, Navy, Marine Corps, just doesn't matter. In fact, JAG Corps doesn't matter. We've all been doing the heavy lifting together in a DOD environment, right? We understand that environment. We understand how we interface and work together. But what don't we understand in that grouping, right? You don't understand the environment. You don't understand how to deliver results in this new environment, whether it's defense industry, corporate America, your own entrepreneurial venture, whatever these different environments, you don't speak the language. And that is a little bit unnerving. I mean, there's a reason that it's a little bit stressful because it is a little bit stressful. And that is really what we spend a lot of time doing is we break down those barriers and we just say, hey, look, just recognize this for what it is. It's not stressful because it's a Herculean task that is unaccomplishable. 
it is stressful because you won't be in the same position that you were in uniform. You won't be speaking the same language. You will be confused on how to deliver results in this new environment. And it's not to say that you won't learn it because everybody does. We just want to accelerate that process with you. We want to be your enduring partner and, and we press that way. But over the last probably three months, Tom, four months, we have a number of members now that are showing up from the Army. On Wednesday, I've got two uh, Marine Corps uh, colonels that are going to be participating. You spoke just briefly about REACH. I've got individuals coming down from New York City. Last class, I had an individual come from Whidbey Island, Washington. I actually have had phone calls and we're in very, very infancy of discussion on Naples, Italy, and maybe even at Sugi, Japan. Individuals over there are seeing this going on. Now they're saying, hey, how can we get that message, right? How can we take advantage of this? So we're excited as our reach and awareness continues to grow. Mike, I'll put this plug in so that you don't have to. One, there is a cost that covers the overhead for this, for renting the facility, putting out the materials. But I will say from my perspective, the cost is really de minimis. You're investing in your future. The takeaway that I had from this as a participant was confidence because the TAP, ETAP, GPS, though all those things are great, but as you pointed out, these are individuals like yourself who have recently done the career progression, gone from uniform to some kind of employment on the other side and have walked the walk and talked the talk and are now coming back to share your experiences. And I was yeah. one of those people that reached out to you to ask about the law. So before we talk about Jay, Talk about the enduring relationship. This is not a one-time touch, right? You're absolutely right. Our vision is to have an enduring relationship with our customer, right? We're customer obsessed, meaning when you walk through the door and you share your vision of success with me, I want to remain engaged with you before, during, and after your career progression. We're not building this, as you said, like a one-touch engagement. Once you come through the doors with Blue Water, you're an integral part of this. And I want you to be excited that you're helping us disrupt the current institutionalized legacy process that veterans are transitioned today. My estimation is it's been underserving so many for so long that we just accept it and that's just what we get. There's no reason that we can't have military professional organizations that have wide and deep networks across a number of industries and that individuals, when they walk through the door, they plug in with this. We get the message, we cage the gyro, we adjust your mindset, we give you the tools and the how and the why behind this message, and then we plug you in and away you go. But here's the thing. As a retiree, I tried to plug back in to the tapping GPS instructors and just said, hey, your message is stale. It's dated. Here, do this, right? Day one, it was important for us to build a feedback loop. For example, if you walk through our door and you say, Mike, I want to go work for uh, Chewy.com. It's the Amazon for pets of America. And that's what I want to do. I'm like, okay, great. We know people down there. I can get you plugged in. You go down that career progression and you network and eventually you land at that company, meaning you get an offer and now you start going to work. The second that that happens, as a Blue Water member, think military style pass down. You get an automated link. It comes to you in your inbox because we have a relationship with you and you now provide that pass down. What made you successful in your path? 
What was the company screening process like? How many screens did you do? What was the interview process like? What type of interview did you go through with the company? Was it online? Was it in person? Was it over a week? Was it over one day? Give me some specific. What type of interview questions did you get? Were they situational-based questions? Was it a case-based study question? How does this company interview its talent and people? What was the offer that the company extended you? And I'm not talking a dollar uh, amount here, but what I'm talking is what was the structural makeup of the offer? In other words, what's the company's policy? Did they offer you a base pay? Did they offer you a signing bonus? Was it a one-year or two-year signing bonus? Did they offer you restricted stock to come aboard? What structurally made up the offer? And then more importantly, what did you negotiate from that offer? And ultimately, what were you successful in negotiating above and beyond what the company offered you? Now, I would love to be able to tell you that in the last 10 months in our existence that I'm sitting on thousands of these landing reports. But the fact of the matter is, in fact, at last look, we received about 30 of these. But in 10 months, 30 landing reports. Now, think about this. If you want to go today, if you want to go to Microsoft, Ernst & Young, Deloitte, if you want to go to Amazon, if you want to go to Boeing, if you want to go to Pratt & Whitney, if you want to go to any of these companies, you're going to be able to walk through the door I'm going to say, what's your vision? Small group, high touch. I'm going to say, okay, let's talk about this. Now, not only do I have a network to plug you into, but here is the last person who came through our door who was successful in pursuing employment with that company. Here is their pass down. And we as military individuals, we believe in pass downs. You've never turned over a job that you didn't give a pass down or that you didn't receive one. And it is how we preserve best practices and best insight. And it was important for us at Blue Water to build that in right from day one. We're sensitive to that information, and we understand that that is proprietary information for the Blue Water family, and we want to keep it that way. But I think it's pretty underwhelming to say I've got 30 of these. Tom, a year from today, I'll be sitting on 150 of them. You won't be able to go to name a company that we don't have somebody who has probably dabbled in that enough that they can provide us a landing report. And we'll have multiple landing reports for same companies. And think of the depth and breadth of that insight and that information. Now, it's not anything cosmic. As you know, you dabbled in this enough. Individuals can build that insight themselves through networking and informational. This is a huge acceleration. It's like a cat shot to use kind of a term from my background, right? You go from zero to 150, man, in about two seconds. It's a great accelerator. It's going to save somebody in transition two months, three months. That's going to take you to build that level of insight. I'm going to give it to you in a day. And again, just to kind of, you know, for the audience out there, our first quarterly newsletter, January, February, March, went out and it was completely underwhelming. I sent it out to like 33 people. Our second quarterly newsletter in June kind of went out to, it was like 68 people. I recently shot out our third quarter newsletter, went out to over 110 members. The end of the year, I'm going to be close to 150. So the point I'm making is these are individuals, men and women, just like you and I. They're O3s, 4s, 5s, 6s, O7s as well, E8s and 9s. That senior leadership cadre that seems to be drawn to this message. Keep in mind, it's open registration. It's open to anybody. I take a college student. I think the message is absolutely applicable to them as well, too. That's who's walking through our doors. And that's that who seems to be our customer. And those numbers are going to continue to grow. And the landing ports will continue to grow. And the tools that we're able to build to better serve the needs of these individuals in career progression will continue to grow. 
we recently started having some very exciting discussions with corporations. I will tell the audience, there are companies out there that are approaching us unsolicited saying, hey, Mike, we're pretty impressed with the database, your customer base. How can we get plugged into this? And how can we make aware to your audience of some of the great opportunities that our company has to offer? So we're entering into some of those discussions, and that's just goodness for individuals in, in career progression. Yeah. Uh, choices, right? It's choices. We're not going to ever push anybody in a direction they don't want to go, but synergistic alignment is a great thing. If you walk through the door and say, hey, I want to go to Boeing, Boeing's reaching out to us and saying, hey, we've got some great opportunities. Wow. What a, what a great match, right? What a great so a couple of things on that. One, you don't see yourself as competing with TAP. You just no. see yourself as having a different message and different Absolutely. insight based upon practical experience. And it's a matter of lifting all boats. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. We don't get into, although we have partnering professionals that do talk to it occasionally, but I don't get into VA benefits, survivor benefit plan, what to do with your thrift savings plan. I don't get into any of that. I clearly see, and we at Blue Water clearly see, that's mainstream to DOD, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's not my business. Although I will say there's some education that members can do. And we have partnering professionals that can perhaps, you know, shed some interesting discussion on some of those decisions that you have to make. We're focused, you know, and our message, we've been told our message is actionable on what is the environment in these various industries uh, like? How can I best succeed in that? And what's the path forward for me to, to find my, my next success? That's what we're really focused on. And the other accelerator point here, cat shot, if you will, is the networking. We all know we need to network when we're leaving the service. And when we do that, we're typically going to go back through our contacts, people that we've grown up with professionally. And this is the other point that was driven home to me was, hey, all of a sudden by attending a Blue Water Advisors, my network grew by 11 strangers that day. And now we're into a network. For those that are separating, networking is easier than you think. It's people that are willing to do it. And there's people in the same situation as you wanting to network. And the takeaway that I've had from Blue Water Advisors and a lot of the interviews I've done with people so far is it comes down to confidence. Going to Blue Water Advisors, for example, and talking to others who have made the career progression. We go from a scenario where we have a detailer, we have yeah. a lot of the communities a career path, we have an idea of the jobs that are fun or sexy or interesting, and then you get to that day where either you put in your papers or they tell you, hey, it's time to go home, and all of a sudden you're going into that brave new world. And what I'm hearing from you, from other professionals we've talked to, like Bo Higgins, and, yeah. and, and others is we don't see the skills that we bring to the table because we're in a community of people that have the same skills. We take it for granted. And what I've heard over and over is we bring soft skills out into the community that they don't necessarily see. And yeah. we just take it for granted. So bringing it back, Jags, why should a Jag come to your? Great question. The way I look at it, and, and you and I have collaborated, right? We've spoken to a number of JAGs that seek you out, and I've pitched into a number of those conversations as well. But the challenge is the same. And what I mean by that is we have Marines, we have Army leadership, we have Coast Guard leadership, we have uh, senior enlisted, we have flag leadership, all of these individuals. We have aviators, I have surface warfare officers, various different backgrounds. 
And, and I put JAGs in there as well, too. So why would any individual of those disparate groupings reach out to Blue Water for the message? And my answer is, it's the same gap. In other words, you don't have a full understanding of the environment outside of DOD. It may not be specific to your area of expertise, but you still need to understand how to speak this language. And when I say how to speak the language, let me just clarify that a little bit. I spent a lot of time and you remember, I'm just saying, hey, you know, one of the skills that you need to master is how to convey your value to a hiring manager in a company in his language and make it applicable to him. I think most individuals that are departing and going through their career progression and and working their transition, most veterans will step up and they want to articulate their wealth and they want to tell everybody about the great things that they've done over the last 20, 25, 30, whatever amount of years you, you served. And while you and I are in awe of that because we understand what that means, a hiring manager for somebody in a defense industry or a government contracting firm, he's like, yeah, I guess that's great. But I've got this problem over here. What are you bringing to the table that's going to help me solve this, right? I mean, that's what they're concerned about. And so one of the fundamental things that we, we bring out to individuals, Jack included, would be understand what issues this company or this hire manager have, and then explain to them in their language what skills you're bringing that are going to help them fix that problem. Don't go off onto this is everything I've done great in my life, which is impressive. And please don't anybody misread me. I mean, I, I spent my life in uniform. I understand that. But it doesn't, it falls flat. It doesn't translate. Right? And so when I say you, you've got to communicate your worth and value in their language, that's that's what I'm meaning. But it's important to JAGs too, Tom, because you may be uh, a JAG and you have a legal proficiency, right? But I, I can almost promise you, and I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know, but I can almost promise you if you walk through the door and you want to be, you know, the senior vice president legal counsel at Amazon Air and, and they're going to need, you know, sound counsel in that environment, I can almost promise you that that environment is going to seem incredibly different to you on how you have to deliver your message, what language you need to speak, how you interface with other groups in that corporate environment. It's not going to be the same than it was in the environment of the DOD. The skill set that you bring to the table may be the legal ease and expertise, but how you function and how you deliver results and what that team values as a result over what you get here. That's the difference. Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning too that although you are not a lawyer, nor do you play one on TV, that you have been out in corporate America. You have crossed paths with corporate counsel. You and others have in your networks, and this is not a guarantee, we know that, but the possibility of introductions to other networks that could parlay into that career progression. Tom, absolutely. I defy any of the industries that we talk about in the swim lanes, we call them, right? Whether it's your own entrepreneurial venture, whether it's defense industry, government contracting, or corporate America. Tell me one of those swim lanes that you don't need legal counsel in. Everybody who lands in those areas and achieves their vision of success, I can almost promise you, you have some interaction with legal counsel. Whether it's a contract, a third-party company that you're bringing aboard, you're interacting with, it could be any number of things, but you guys bring your expertise to the table and program managers, project managers, we have to interface with you in that environment. 
can absolutely plug legal counsel into additional points of contact that are out there and help share what that environment is going to look and feel like, right? And how to best prepare for it. Well, let's wrap up with this. When is the ideal time to sit through a Blue Water Seminar workshop? What is an example of not a good time? And I get a lot of these individuals coming up to me and these conversations typically start like this. Mike, oh my God, I start terminal leave next week. I've been so busy at work. I've neglected myself. I really don't have a network. I'm not sure what I want to do. And man, I know I need to get a job in the next month and I need help. And they're just angsted up. And to be honest with you, that gets my blood pressure going a little bit too in those conversations, right? I'm like, oh my gosh. But a good time to get started, I think, that can start absorbing our message, start developing network, and start having your, what are your personal mission, vision, priorities, and your market analysis, and understand where you are. 10 months to a year, that's ideal. It's not to say that I don't think that you would not benefit from the message two years out or three years out. I absolutely think you would. I absolutely think you would. But if you're looking for a good middle of ground kind of approach to this, if you're a year out, 10 months to a year out, it's time for you to get going. And if you have not got moving by that time, you need to. Avoid the crisis action planning, which we help individuals with that. That could be a little stressful. It's too easy to keep pushing the post-military career progression to the bottom of the to-do list, but you owe it to yourself to put this as a priority. If you want to do this, you need to start planning now. And I think the biggest thing is that Blue Water Advisors gives you confidence, puts you in the mindset of, hey, I can do this because you have professionals who have done it and are now coming back, but you got to expose yourself to that information. You do. And getting a job is a full-time job too. It is going to take some effort, but we're an enduring partner with you and we help you navigate that space to success. That's really what we think. If you are interested in attending an upcoming Blue Water Advisors cohort, they have a few seats available for its March 31st cohort in Norfolk, Virginia, and several seats left for its April 28th cohort in Pensacola, Florida. More information is available at www.bluewater-advisors.com, as well as on the Blue Water Advisors Facebook and LinkedIn pages. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe and tell your friends. After the Jag Corps is a TJW 50 Associates LLC production.